So hi, welcome to the Noise Podcast. I'm Shane. I'm Glory. And we're here with Julian from Loveless. And we're asking some questions say about their new EP, End of an Era. So congrats on that, by the way. How do you feel about the response to it so far? Oh, it's been amazing. I mean, really kind of overwhelming. We've never had this kind of this kind of love, this kind of response on on original music. And it feels it feels so good. It feels so good. It's I'm it's so fucking awesome. That. Dude, this evening thank is you. incredible. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Like, I've got worst case scenario yeah, no, stuck it, in my head right now, but every goddamn song on here is just like you you guys write the catchiest fucking choruses and hooks, and it's insane. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. It means the world. And I, you know, it's funny. I was actually just uh, I'm gonna tell myself a little bit. I was five minutes late because I was I was filming a video and I I'm <laughs> exporting and, and and it is for a worst case scenario. So now I have that song stuck in my head as well. Right. Every time I say it, it, it's like immediate earworm. Mm-hmm. It's it's locked and loaded. It's in there. Absolutely. I love it. So is there any meaning behind the EP title or cover art? Um, I mean, the, the art, I think, was really just, you know, we just wanted it to be us, I think, because that was a. Uh, the end of the era is really kind of uh, a, a joke because we're not we're not really ending anything. It's just a. Uh, putting a pin in in how we got to where we got with a lot of just like cover driven content just for the sake of content and i think with this new you know the end of the era is the start of the story we got courted by a lot of people who loved that um so it was kind of this thing of uh, trying to trying to wrap up our our tiktok persona kind of era and move that into hey we're a real band we're going on tour we're talking to labels we're you know doing the thing uh and yeah uh, can you talk a little bit about like the what what were you feeling when like it was like all right it's time to like move away from the tiktoks and like we're gonna like be a real band and like not just be like the cover band anymore you know like is there is there like yeah. a nervousness with that oh always and i think I still have some trepidation. I still have some like, like, should I, should I be doing a cover and occasionally I'll still do one um, as kind of a, to appeal, to appeal to a broader audience. Cause I know obviously you do a song that like if Taylor Swift just wrote this song, of course people are going to know that song way more and that exposes a lot more people. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's troublesome when I like, I, I saw, we saw the success from, from my posting on TikTok, and then for me to like go and be like, oh well, I don't want to be a TikTok band. Like, it does. It doesn't really work like that. Like, I know that I have to. You know, end of an era doesn't mean uh, I'm I'm done with the covers or I'm done with the TikTok stuff. It just, I think that's why it's a lowercase e is so important because it's not like oh we're done and we're and we're never doing it. It's like no, it's just you know, uh, less of an emphasis. We're growing up. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. We're adults now. Yeah. And, and you know, obviously, you guys, you, you, your focus on this kind of short form content. How do you keep yourself from like getting burnt out doing all of it while also doing all the band shit? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I do. <laughs> I mean, part of it is I love what I do, um, even when it's hard, uh, even when I don't really want to do it. Like, there's a level of like I wouldn't do anything else. So. I don't, I don't think that I get burnt out in the same way that I just get, I don't know. Like I, I do think it's time for me to have somebody else with me helping me make the content because it's all me. 
Um, and like Dylan and I make a lot of like the music together, but as far as like just the day-to-day content stuff, the day-to-day social media stuff, like that's just, that's been a lot of just me. So I feel like I'm like, maybe I should like put out the feelers and try to find an editor mm-hmm. um, or like a content person. And maybe if this, if we can use this as a jumping off point. Um, Someone watching, hit up Julian. I would love to. Applications are open. Yeah, absolutely. If you think you could do that. Yeah. Just send me a DM. Uh, Cause it's, it's, it's a lot of work and it's, um, and it's really fun, but it is, you know, it's, it is, it, it is a job. And the, I think the hardest part is we don't get paid uh, directly from like TikTok or anything like that. So it's all, it's all kind of like, I have to find ways, creative ways to engage people. I'm not trying to sell, sell you the songs. And I think that's why, how a lot of people get burnt out. Is they're like, oh, I'm just, I'm constantly like finding ways to like market to people. And I'm like, don't market to people, just have them come to you, you know, as far as, as far as like, as far as like buying things goes, Mm -hmm. but I'm just trying to get you engaged in the content, get you to give a shit about what I have to say to start with. And then from there I can be like, Hey, by the way, Mm -hmm. we have this thing. If you want to buy it, you know? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. It's always great. Like, cause we don't get an opportunity to talk to a lot of people that are both killing it, doing the short form stuff and also in music. So it's always cool to kind of dive into the brain and like, see how you balance the two, you know? Um, so can you tell us a little bit yeah. about, can you tell us a little bit about your writing process from the C- oh, for the CP? Um, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's been kind of a wild, um, I think this was the first time that Dylan and I got to like really sit down together and make stuff, uh, with the first album, it was a lot of, I had these ideas, uh, and we went into the studio together and like he, so he added his own flair in the studio, but. Uh, this was the first time that we got to like write something and be like, like, Hey, this is cool. Let's, uh, you know, like, what if we did this? Or like, what if we like changed this part entirely? And that was a really fun, um, experience getting to like finally do that with him and be like a, you know, a real band. Um, as far as just like the writing process, it came, like a lot of it came, uh, during COVID, like a lot of it was kind of a while ago. Um, so there is a level of like, I was, I was going through a lot just internally, I think as we all were kind of just wrestling with, uh, that much, uh, solitary confinement was, um, was, was tough, I think on everyone's psyche. And, um, I, I did a lot of like big improvement things over this year, but I also, I feel like there was a lot of, you know, uh, there's a lot of coping and a lot of, a lot of struggling and, and I wanted to kind of embrace that story uh in 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 the lyrics uh because our 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 energy like our our instrumentals are always really fun and major and upbeat we try to keep it like light but at the same time we're kind of talking about stuff uh that i think people can relate to absolutely Did you find that there was any difficulty uh, including him in your writing process, especially during the pandemic? Were you guys working over Zoom together in person? What was that like? So I, we kind of both hate Zoom. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, ironically, we're on a Zoom right yeah. now. Yeah. Uh, but, but it's one of those things where, uh, yeah, no, I would usually just like, we'd send stuff back and forth. Um, but this was one of the first times where like near kind of, I would say like the end of last year, like we both, um, or was this even, I think this was before we both, cause we both ended up getting COVID in like June of 2020, which is like, it was, we were so careful. <laughs> and then finally, uh, 
caught up to us. But um, but yeah, uh, no, it, it honestly wasn't that hard because I'm I'm used to kind of creating ideas and sending it to people uh, on my own. But with this, it was just a little bit less. Um, I, I I realized I didn't have to do as much in the in the demo process. So I'd be, you know, I'd make an idea and I'd be like, oh, the drums here are just filler because I know you're going to do what you do. And like the guitar here, I hate this guitar part. Do whatever you do. And then he would, you know, send me back files or he'd just be like, oh, yeah, this is great. Like, I know what I'll do in the studio. And like, it, it really was like a cohesive. It's great because I can trust him to be uh what i'm thinking in my head but what i don't know how to articulate because i'm not like a great guitar player i don't play drums um and i can like sort of like passably like i can passably like program the drums but uh i'm i'm not a drummer like like dylan is. Yeah. so it really helps to have somebody that i can trust to do like oh i i see the idea you're trying to go for here i'll just do it for you mm-hmm. it's like yeah. great thank you perfect <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! I love that you guys like balance each other out. It's a match made in heaven. Absolutely, yeah. No, it's, and I think there's a there's a point to be said for you know Dylan is is a incredible ideas man and a great producer in his own right. But I think what makes our relationship work so well is that he's willing to say this idea is like the best idea. Like it's not necessarily like my idea, but he can hear something in the demo and be like, I think this is the the best idea, or this is the idea I would have written myself. I don't need to change this just for the sake of getting getting my like you know my yeah, yeah. percentage or whatever. So that's why we you know we don't we don't do it like that. We don't break it up like that because it's like he he's worth he's he's worth the ideas that he doesn't have to change. You know, absolutely for sure. That's great. Uh, so I want you to tell us your favorite lyric or moment off this EP and what it means to you. Ooh, well, my favorite moment isn't lyrical. Um, but I like I like the moment in Is It Me where I do the, the little key change. Ooh. It goes chromatic for a second. Mm-hmm. And I think that one was just a really fun thing because it's a little bit of melodic irony. Just uh, feeling like I'm weighed down, but it's feeling like I'm weighed down. Like that's, that's not down anywhere. That is, <laughs> that is high. That's way yeah, up I there. I do that live. People, people lose their minds when I do that live. I don't Rightfully hit it so. every night, but no matter what, I just like screaming at the top of my lungs. And I think everyone else is doing it with me. So it doesn't matter if I hit the note because we're just all having a freaking great time. Exactly. That song is just, it's, it's always been uh, just like pure cathartic energy. And I think it's, you know, a song about, about the, the turmoil that I was experiencing, but it's so, it's so happy and it's so, it's so full of hope, even in like kind of the darkest moments. I think that's, um, it reminds me of this great, I, I don't know the original person who said it, but I just heard this quote by um, John Green was, I'm paraphrasing here. Essentially, he said, you know, even if you can't hear it, the song of hope is still singing. Hmm. And I think that was a really profound thing because I think there were moments, especially when I was writing that story, uh, you know, writing that song where um, I, I didn't have, like, I couldn't hear the song of hope, but I still knew I had to tell the story of, of what I was going through because I knew one day I was going to look back and be like, I don't relate to that, that anguished person anymore. Mm-hmm. And 
luckily, luckily I, I, it happened. You know, now I look back and some of those lyrics, I don't relate to them anymore. I, every night when we, when we played just like I do, every single night, I, you know, the quiet part would happen and there's this, do you feel alone just like I do? And every, I'd always just do the quippy, like, you know, not tonight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um and people loved that it was yeah. it was dorky but it was you know it was i'm uh you know it's it's really it's special to me to to be able to have these these moments of dread and turn it into something happy so that's awesome i don't know i don't remember what the question was i just uh, tangent you answered it no you you killed Sweet. it you did yeah and you plugged awesome. right into my next question which is uh where was your headspace at while you're writing the cp yeah, no, I mean, it was all over the place. Um, I think we had just experienced kind of like the highest highs of uh, Middle of the Night was already out um, when like, uh, or I think it was already out. I think so. Uh, when we started kind of polishing up these these last four songs. Uh, and it was just, uh, it was it was bonkers. It was, it was kind of, a, <laughs> it was a, a, I was, I was very, very much so wrestling my demons, but also I would have these euphoric, like kind of almost like manic um, highs where we'd be like, you know, oh my God, like we just, you know, like uh, last month we we made more money than we made the entirety of last year mm -hmm. kind of situations yeah. where it's like, you don't even like, we don't do this for that, but like, that's not something we'd ever thought about. That's not okay. something we'd ever like had. And I was like, why am I still not like happy? Yeah. <laughs> and I realized I'm not, I'm not happy because I'm not, that was never the goal. That was not the, that was not the, what we were fighting for, you know, where I think there's a level of like, I wanted to tell, I wanted to tell more honest stories. Um, and I think that was, that was something on the first album where I, where I scratched the surface on a lot of things, but um, with this one, I want to just be blunt and just be like, Hey, this is exactly what I'm going through. Um, but then you also have like an Everest in there where it's just like, I've, n I've never wanted to like fight someone. I'm not an aggressive person, <laughs> but that song is very much so like a, like a UFC, like fucking like, can I swear on here? Yes. Yeah. Can I <laughs> okay. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's a. It's it's very much so like a fuck you NFL like UFC advertisement, um, and like that's not that's that that was just kind of a a moment. I think I was just feeling the the excitement of of what was happening, but um, yeah, no. Overall, I think my my mental state was uh, up and down. Let's let's just say up and down. Absolutely. And I think it's funny that you say that you're like not a very aggressive person where you've got Everest on here and then your hook on uh, the Ryan Oak song that's going to come out is also like very aggressive. Like, and, oh, like yeah. you play this very aggressive person, but you're like, you know, I would never hurt a fly, man. Exactly. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Like I cry at stoplights. Um, <laughs> it's, it's absolutely, um, heavyweight is, is great and uh you can absolutely tell that that is a co-write with with ryan oaks and Jaden <laughs> because um first of all incredible guys uh really great writers and it was actually one of those things where in the room i was like i would never say anything like this and that's why i think we have to say it because it's like it's so it's so like juxtaposed next to our um 
cut out when I when I said it wrong, please. Uh, <laughs> or is it juxtapositioned? Regardless, next Wanna... to our catalog, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's not it's it's not like me. But I think it also is one of those things where we're trying to break away. And also, you know, that song is about like screw you to the haters. Like I don't like I don't think I'm a necessarily a, an aggressive person. But if someone's being a hater, I guess you know we'll, we'll give them we'll give them a little. Throw a little shoulder, whatever. Uh, (laughs) No, um, I don't remember where I was going with this. I want Ryan to write some stuff on the Loveless stuff because I think it would be really fun for us to have more like aggro, macho man stuff. Not macho, but like, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't play those characters, but I feel like I love listening to those songs. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't, I don't think the, Pierce the Veil guys are actually going to storm a bank, but I did love that <laughs> King for a Day was a great song. Yeah, it's exactly. a good song. <laughs> uh, so, how do you recommend your fans to listen to this EP for the first time? Should they play it in the car with friends, start with headphones on? Should they blast at a party, work out to it? What do you personally recommend? Oh, I love that question. Thank um, you. Uh, yeah, that's good. Well, I've always been told I don't drive, okay. but I've always been told that driving. Uh, we have great driving music, so I recommend that yes, get in a car with a with a friend or alone, uh, and and just like turn it up to a reasonable volume so that you can still hear the traffic. Mm-hmm. Of course, um, be safe. In case there are sirens, um, if you were sleeping with any of them, yeah, great. Yeah, in a car, definitely. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, so this question should be super, super quick. Off the top of your head, I want you to describe the CP for new listeners in three words, no more, no less. It's pretty good. It's pretty all right. Pretty good. It's pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. All right. <laughs> pretty good. Pretty good. Right. It's like it. I'm not gonna tell you it's perfect, but it's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. All right. I'm pretty stoked on it. Yeah. Pretty stoked. You sound All it. Right. <laughs> pretty stoked on it. Pretty stoked on it. Uh, so in the same vein as the last question, is there a certain feeling or emotion you want this EP to invoke in your listeners? Um, yeah, I think obviously the lyrics are, are dark, but I think I hope people take from it the hope. Um, I think that's, that's a big thing. I'm such an anxious person. Like I am just like, chronically anxious um and so i hope that people you know who who feel the same way and i know there's a lot of people that do uh who listen to our music uh just just feel like less alone and and hopefully a little empowered by you know you can still be um like a force you can still be like a force to be to be reckoned with in this world mm-hmm. uh while struggling with you know chronic mental illness and i think that's that that's what I want everyone to be reminded of is their power and their worth. For sure. I love that. It's very important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh so what is your favorite favorite memory that you made while creating this EP? I think it was the first time that Dylan and I uh got together at his house and we we went through we had like 97 demos in a folder. <laughs> um and we went through every single one and decided which ones we were going to work on for the EP and we spent like a week together just like in a in a cramped room being boys 
just it was not good uh and no and when it and when it was over i think dylan's trying to call in right now so maybe he can he can chime in on that but when it's over we uh we listened to kind of the whole we had this whole thing and we started uh we started listening to it and i was like yeah we got we got some good stuff in here so wow so okay so when you say around like roughly 100 demos let's say were all of those like completely fully formed like thoughts or were they just kind of like no. a riff here and there? Some of them are just riffs. Um, okay. But I can, I can pull up this folder right now and let you know. There oh, is a okay. hundred. No. Where's the instrumentals too? 108 items currently in our demo folder. So I haven't actually, uh, we've only written like 10 new ideas mm-hmm. uh, since, since this was about like six, six months ago, maybe. Mm-hmm. So, um, I've slowed down significantly. There was a period of time, uh, I think before the TikTok era, especially when I was uh, just always writing. Mm-hmm. And now it's like content, content, content. Mm-hmm. Um, so I haven't written as much, but some of the new ones are really good. Yeah, my okay. follow-up question was going to be like, how do you find time to write while doing everything else? But I think you answered it yourself and there's really no time. <laughs> there is no time. Yeah, I'm. you know, but it's... Uh, well, let's see. I just worked on this one. This one's pretty cool. I like this one. Oh, my, my speakers are muted. Oh. I'll play you a little bit of this one. Okay. Can you hear that? Kind of. Roughly. So I did, I worked on that uh, like that sounds a couple really days cool. ago. Yeah. 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 It'll sound cooler when it's not coming through uh, my speakers into a... (laughs) Yeah. I heard the drum and then everything just kind of flatlined. Flatted out, yeah. yeah. (laughs) It was like... Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, No, there's... there's, uh, Yeah, there's 108 demos, but most of them are just ideas. And some of them have like, oh, cool, we have like a a chorus uh, and a verse because most of them are just like, I wrote like a chorus and then I was like, this could be cool. I'll send that to Dylan. Uh, and now that we have management, it's like, Oh wait, I need to organize all of these. So that's what I've been doing the past like week is just like, Oh, I found a new file to put into the demos folder. And my manager's like, Julian, there's 108. (laughs) You don't need to put any more in the folder. (laughs) Yeah, Um, You're killing Anna over there. Yeah, I'm killing Anna a little bit. Um, poor Gus too. Gus, our, our other manager, and Jake has been figuring. We have, we have everybody. Everybody's just doing their own things, and and then I'm also I'm just here sending sending waves, sending <laughs> sending Dropbox links. Just right. like, hey, what do you guys think of this one? <laughs> They're like, let me sleep. Stop sending us shit. Like, you've got enough. They're like, hey, no, it's it's good. You you did you did it. You did the thing. You can write a triple <laughs> album now. Like, it's good, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Honestly, I think that's what I want to do. Not triple album, but I would love oh. to. Uh, we have a bunch of, like, stuff here already. It's great. It's cool. That's, like, my ideas. My dream for next year is to write with a bunch of pop people mm-hmm. and, like, collaborate. And, and, and also, you know, people like Ryan, again, like, just people that are not in our wheelhouse. Because I think there's a lot of, like, people just expect us to go to, like, I don't want to name names because I don't want people like people to think it's uh, me saying a bad thing about them. Mm-hmm. But like there, there's a lot of like suggestions we get that it's like you have to work with this person because like 
basically they're they're in a band that sounds like your band and i'm like i don't really want to do that i want to work with with the people that actually like excite me that that inspire me uh outside of what we create because obviously we're gonna we could tour with Dayseeker any day of the week and like i love that band um but like when it would be so much cooler for me to like tour with a with like royal and the serpent or like uh carol's daughter like there are like artists out there that i think i don't know like that have like a really similar following you know and and the similar like um worlds but but also like totally different like angles of alt and i think yeah. that would be way more exciting for me absolutely and if you do that early enough in your career like your fans will just come to expect it like we interviewed day seeker and they're still kind of struggling to like get out of that just like metalcore scene yeah. and move on to this more like yeah. rock oriented shit so it's like if you just like nip that in the bud right away it's like totally people will still ask but they won't expect you know and i love i love what they're doing i love rory i think he's so talented mm -hmm. we actually we do want to work with him we tried to get him on something uh for the ep and it just didn't timings and stuff didn't work out mm -hmm. um but uh yeah everest with rory would have been nuts uh <laughs> that almost <laughs> happened it almost Al happened alternate version with i was gonna rory. say yeah it's not too yeah, late maybe we should drop the remix yeah, yeah the heavy yeah. version like even heavier oh wow mm -hmm. um that'd be fun um yeah, no. So we'll see. It is very much so like uh, I I love what those guys are doing, but I I do think there's a level of like yeah, if if we if we go too hard into like the screamy stuff or whatever, like people are just gonna expect me to always be yelling. Um, and same with the covers. Like I I just don't want to like I don't, we we I think we did one too many. You know, uh, <laughs> like I think I think if we stopped in the middle of the night, it would have been good. Uh, so it's uh. Sorry, not to like make this. I feel like we've we've descended into into <laughs> no, some. I don't know where we are anymore. It's, it's all good, bro. It's a podcast. We're exactly. we're here to talk about whatever. Talk away. Just here to talk. Yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, just like recommend some documentaries. You know? Oh, <laughs> I don't. Know. I think we'll have to stop there. Like, we might actually just end yeah. it. We start talking about are documentaries. <laughs> oh, look at the time. <laughs> yeah, I know. I just checked, and my watch is not on my on oh, my wrist. So damn. Kissing was wondering. The time is not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so for this question, I want you to picture you're on tour. You're at a gas station for a rest stop. You're going in. Mm -hmm. What is your snack of choice? Oh, good drink choice. It's good. Um, yeah, probably some bubbly water. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like ninety nine percent of the loves in um in the United States have a subway. Okay. So I'd probably just get like the, I get the Philly. They have like three different Philly cheeses now there. And I just, I just shuffle between the three. Um, yeah, no, that would probably be just a Philly. I mean, I'm a simple man. I like, they, I, they call it steak. Yeah. It's a cheese it, steak. Yeah. 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 It's, exactly. it's, I don't know if I a hundred percent trust Subway uh, with whatever. Mm-mm. Mm but it's all good. Tastes it tastes good. It tastes good. You know, it tastes yeah. good, and that's what matters. Yeah. Don't you know. think about it too much. Yeah, no. Don't think about it. Mm -mm. Yeah. So that's my answer: is cheesesteak. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Um, so for the last couple of questions, we're going to shift away from music and go straight to death row. Boom. So if you're on death row, what would your last meal oh be with a drink? <laughs> cheesesteak, <laughs> not from Subway. A real cheesesteak. Yeah, like a real, like a good one. Um, I actually did have an, like a, an immaculate cheesesteak in, uh, 
in like Delaware, Water Gap, Pennsylvania. Well, at yeah, least like, it was in Pennsylvania. You're probably oh, near was, Philly. It, it was a like 600, uh, 600 capacity. I was about to say a uh, 600 population uh, town. Like 685 people live in Delaware, Water Gap, Pennsylvania. Um, they they have the home of the oldest living organism in the wherever they are uh, in in all of the state. I think it's like a 218 year old sequoia. Um, not to get political and it's like right here, next to the restaurant. But <laughs> not why are there, not to get political here? But why are there so many Delaware related things within Pennsylvania? Like one of yeah, my like partner's friends, yeah, one of my partner's friends goes to Delaware Valley University. I was like, oh, that's got to be in Delaware. It's right. in the middle of fucking Pennsylvania. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think we need to have a discussion about that. Yeah. We need to, we, we need to fix yeah. this. Yeah, we do. Read, just change the fucking name. <laughs> just exactly. make this. I need to know. I, I can't. I can't deal with it. If it's not in Delaware, by the way, where is Delaware? Is that a state? Yeah, it's underneath yeah. Um, New Jersey, and mm-hmm. it takes about because like you can drive. It, it's like a peninsula, so to drive through it takes ten minutes because the top of it that's still connected to like the rest of the the world is like ten minutes long. I'm gonna I'm gonna zoom out on on Apple Map. I'm gonna find Delaware. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way that's a real place. Like, come on. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's wild how this shit works. Mm-hmm. Like, why do we need so many of these? Why do we need fifty states? Why can't we just have three? The East Coast, we, we, we drove through West Coast. 20, 22 states in thirteen days. Jesus, for our tour, that was. Uh, we're never doing that again. <laughs> I was going to say, wow. <laughs> there was uh, two sixteen-hour drives on that tour. Wowie! Um, wow! Oh my god! Yeah. So never doing that again. Apparently. Not not ever. No. Um. So, Which I guess, you know, learn our lesson. Yeah. Right. Death row meal and drink. <laughs> oh, death row meal and drink. <laughs> I thought, I don't know. I, a, I, I actually, I will go, I'll stick with the Philly cheesesteak. Okay. okay um, the actual one. Yeah. Well, no, the one from Delaware, Pennsylvania. <laughs> Delaware in Pennsylvania, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Delaware Water Gap, Pennsylvania. Water Gap, it, yeah. It's important. It's important. The Delaware, well, yeah, because gap. you can't just say Delaware. People are going to think Delaware. Exactly. People are going to think you're in. Yeah, no. I'm looking it up. So you're looking it up. Delaware Water Gap. Water oh, it's gap. like it's like super north too. What the? Fuck? It's not it? even anywhere near Delaware, bro. Shane, you should visit it. Fuck we that. drove through. <laughs> we drove through. It is. It's it's gorgeous. Um, oh. Yeah. Here it is. Yeah, I'm clicking on it. I think they What's did the, it on tour date honestly population total 675 people wow people you talk about birth. small towns that is like <laughs> that is a very small town yeah like i feel like they all know each other oh 100 like actually they all know each other yeah, yeah. wow that is so wild that's so- We've got the Philly cheesesteak from Delaware Water Gap, Pennsylvania. What are you drinking? Are you going to drink some water from the Delaware Water Gap? Um, I don't really like. Hmm. I feel like I don't really drink soda, and so I'd probably go with the soda. But then, like, I don't. I feel like every time I've had soda, I don't like it. 
Mm-hmm. Like, I, it's, it's not like I drink soda because I'm like, oh, it's bad for me. Like, I don't, like, I just don't feel like I've enjoyed it the last couple of times I've drank it. Yeah. And I have like a, I'll have like a beer, I guess. Oh. Okay. I don't know. Can they, will they let me have one? Probably not. But Probably. We'll I let mean, you. On our death row, you can have one. On beer. our, uh, we have a very chill death row. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot like the record company. Um, <laughs> uh, so if you could live in one fictional world for a week, where would you live? Delaware water gap Pennsylvania. <laughs> it ain't fucking real. Oh my it's God. there's there's no way. No. people, that's not real. No, um, no, I I would live I, probably in like the Harry Potter world. Oh, I, I wanted to be Harry Potter so bad, mm-hmm. or like be a Jedi. But like, it's just tough. I feel like being a Jedi is like risky because like, what if I'm like I want to be a Jedi and then it's like I pick like a time when Jedi are like illegal yeah. in the timeline, like yeah, canonic, like yeah. yeah, like I want to get like make sure that I'm in the good canon. Like, I want to be in the George Lucas movies, like, pre-Anakin, when they were, like, oh. hustling and bustling. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Before the end and the prophecy and all that stuff. By the way, did, he, did, did we ever, like, fix the Force? Like, we keep talking about how, like, they're going to, like, they're going to, like, the prophecy was, like, tear down the Sith. I guess mm-hmm. maybe that's the thing. Maybe Star Wars is just, like, there's no happy ending. No. You know? Or it's just, like, a really, really slow buildup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just feel like eventually we need a win, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's or, been all all losses so far. Absolutely. Yeah, it seems like a lot of L's for the Jedi. So maybe I'll be a Sith. Maybe I should have been a bad guy. Oh my god, there you go. There's your problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah fix no, it. I'm like there you go. I'll just I'll flip flop. I'll be an opportunist Jedi. Oh. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'll be like Han Solo. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Yeah. I like that. So I have not asked the last question, and every single person that we've spoken to have said that it is the most important question. What's your favorite color? Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you down. I don't really have a favorite color. Um, what? I guess blue. Um, I'm using purple right now on my ring light, so maybe purple is a good one. Um, mm. no, I don't really have a favorite color. I'm super easy. I don't really have a favorite song or a favorite movie either. What the? Fuck? I don't really pick. I don't really pick favorites. I'm always looking for my favorite thing. I'd love to find it. Mm-hmm. Like favorite food, I don't have a favorite. I hope you find it one of these oh days. Oh my god! Right? <laughs> yeah. I think I'm, I'm. I think I'm like just always gonna be on the look for the perfect thing, and I just haven't, I haven't found it yet. One of these I think days. I, I have like, I have, I've enjoyed like. I remember I saw the movie American Ultra with somebody, and that was my favorite time watching a movie with somebody. Yeah. But like that, that could have just been the company I was keeping. Exactly. So, you know, it wasn't the movie. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, it's tough. It's a tough answer. I, I don't have a favorite color. I'm going to stick with blue because I think it's the most prominent color in my life. But mm-hmm. I don't know if it's my favorite. All right. Um, so sad. as I said, that's all the questions we have to say. Is there anything that you would like to plug? Oh my goodness. Um, I mean, no, not really. Uh, thank you so much for having us, for having me and Dylan by proxy. Um, check us out on whatever this is loveless.com or uh at loveless on tiktok that this is loveless on instagram all that good stuff oh uh, yeah Perfect. well thank, yeah. thank you for now that's been julian from loveless and we have been the good noise podcast <laughs>